Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hi, this is Yvonne Allen, host of Paper Hope Street Team, and this is Our Future is Missing, Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old Allison Dalton, who went missing from Strasburg, Virginia, on July 27, 1998. Allison Dalton is Caucasian. She has blue eyes and brown hair. Please check out her picture on ourfuturesmissing.com, as she would look like at 12 years old. She was last seen on July 1998 at 7.50 a.m. She was abducted from the scene of a homicide at 175 South Charles Street, apartment B8, Strasburg, Virginia. She is considered lost and possibly injured. If you know of Allison Dalton's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Allison Dalton, please click on the link on the Voice America page homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and today we're doing an on-location segment at the Scottsdale Fashion Square in the Microsoft Store. So we've been here a few times, but of course, it's never the same because we always have a new guest. And this time we have Carolyn as our guest, but um, she is very accomplished, I should say, and very talented. And um, yeah, I, I just think it's such a pleasure to have you. So how are you doing today? Thank you so much. I am doing great. Thanks for inviting me to do the fame game. No problem. Thank you so much. So, Carolyn, um, I know that you do quite a bit of stuff, but first of all, I think one of the cool things about you is that you love surfing. And I want to get into that, first of all, because I know that's a big part of your life. Thanks. Um, I love surfing. I started surfing in the 70s. I was one of the first girls. Um, Margo Oberg was my my teacher, she was seven-time world champion in the 70s. And I moved to Hawaii when I was really young and started surfing big waves. And I love surfing big waves. Um, I think it's the best thing in the world. It keeps mm -hmm. you young, healthy, keeps you pure. Mm -hmm. And you really get to push yourself. Yeah, most definitely. So how long did it take you to actually learn how to surf? You know, uh, my friend told me there's an easy way to speed up the process, yeah. which I was all about. <laughs> they said, just go out in big waves and just charge. And when you take a couple of really good wipeouts, mm -hmm. it speeds up the process about two years. So mm -hmm. I went right full on into it. Um, my first couple months, I was out there. And my Laird Hamilton would be like, why are you out here? What are you doing? Yeah. We, you know, it'd be 10 to 15 feet at Hanalei. And I'd just be smiling and really not realizing the situation yeah. I was in. 
And I actually was voted best wipeout two years in a row. Nice. <laughs> well, hey, if it sped up the process, why not, right? Exactly. Well, exactly. That's, that's awesome. And I know that surfing has also helped you in the film industry. You want to tell me a little bit about that and some of your experiences, too. It really has. Um, I became you know, really good at surfing quick. Um, I had a good teacher, Laird Hamilton and Billy Hamilton. So I got really into it. I did the tour. And then um, I had an injury mm -hmm. really early on in my career. Um, so I ended up going to L.A. And I happened to get hired on a show um, by a fluke. I think Gary Busey was filming a movie called Neon Empire. Yeah. And he had just done a surf movie called Big Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And so I, had, I knew that he did that. So I told my girlfriends from high school... I'm going to get hired on this as a fluke, and they didn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> so I went down there, found the casting lady, and she hired me for three days. Mm -hmm. And so in that, the second day I saw Gary, and I told him, hey, I'm a big wave surfer from yeah. Hawaii. And he looked down at me. He's very tall. And he said, meet me here at the same time tomorrow. So I looked at my watch. I met him the next day. I followed him. He told me to follow him. We went to his trailer. He picked up the phone. And he called Jerry Lopez, which mm -hmm. is one of the founders of Pro Surfing, Lightning Bolt. And Lopez actually was the one who discovered me. Nice. So he vouched for me. Uh, Busey hung up the phone, called the producer, and got me six months' work on my first film. Wow. It's exciting. You have so many great like stories to tell. Which it's is really, really fun. And yeah. I think anyone could achieve their dreams if they mm -hmm. just stay focused yeah. on what they want. Exactly. And I want to go back to the point that you made that you were one of the first girl surfers or the first girl surfer. So what was that like? I mean, it must have been challenging at first. It was really um, intimidating back then because they did not want girls in the water mm -hmm. you would paddle out and you would get heckled um you would get your leash pulled you'd go in on the beach they'd throw sand at you yeah. i would come in from contests uh, i had to surf against the boys mm -hmm. and they would bury my entire board bag in the sand yeah things like that so you weren't welcomed with open arms they did not want women in the lineup yeah but then you said eventually they got used to the fact that you were a girl and then they started kind of vouching for you and then also protecting you which i think is a good turn off it really came about full circle when they could see that i could surf big waves mm -hmm. uh, then they became very protective yeah and they actually, if anyone would even drop in on me, I hate uh -huh. to say this, but they would go and make them paddle in. Yeah. So it was kind of funny how it came around full 60, 360, you know? Yeah. I think it's pretty cool, though, that, you know, all of your experiences have changed your life in that way. But looking back on your childhood, did you ever imagine yourself, you know, being a surfer? Or did it just come about, really? No. Um, <laughs> I was from Phoenix. Okay. So there was no surfing. <laughs> no um, beach. <laughs> I was really into sports. You know, yeah. Of course, I did all the stuff in school, but I, it was a fluke. You know, my mm -hmm. boyfriend surfed, and he got me into it. But it really was an accident when I moved to Hawaii when I was 18 mm -hmm. um, that I got into surfing, and I met Laird. Yeah. And his dad, and, and his dad, just like the movie North Shore, mm -hmm. gave me a surfboard from the movie uh, Big Wednesday, mm -hmm. The Ace in the Hole, and they just adopted me. That's nice. So I would paddle out with them and surf, and 
they were big wave surfers, so I just thought it was normal. And looking back on it yeah. now, I go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And, you know, when you're thinking about it, how did your family feel about you being a surfer? They were really supportive. Um, they, No one really, you know, it was kind of before internet, and no one really knew a lot about what it was really like. And I think my mom only saw me surf once because she was here yeah. and I was always traveling. Uh-huh. So I would send postcards and pictures and stuff. But this was before internet and GoPro. Mm-hmm. And I still surf now to this day. In fact, we're opening a surf camp nice. on Kauai with some pro surfers. Very cool. So why do you enjoy surfing, you know, just as a general? Does it, I mean, of course it makes you feel good, I'm sure, and stuff like that. But, you know, having that continuous interest in it is so amazing because sometimes people can just let that go but if you keep it continuous you know it's something of yours for me it's really a spiritual journey Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm out in the water I'm one with nature and I have so many uh, stories with wildlife In fact, last summer, I got chased by a great white. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. And I turned around. Everyone was gone. And I thought, where is the 15 people that were just here with me? (laughs) And all of a sudden, I looked on the beach, and everyone's jumping up and down Mm -hmm. and pointing. And there was a huge fin coming right at me. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, okay, it's got me. I can't get out of here. There's no way. So I just started trying to paddle in, and it's coming, coming, coming full speed. Huge great white. And all of a sudden, right at the last second, two little fins popped up and turned it away. Two dolphins saved my life. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, I love stories like that. But yeah, that must have been a pretty scary moment, though, definitely. It really, you know, the thing with surfing is it changes your life and you stay so connected and pure. And your Mm -hmm. karma gets worked out instantly. If you do anything bad, you're going to feel it that next surf session. Yeah. So it's a really good sounding board to stay on the right track. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about kind of like your motivation for creating the ski school and helping other people kind of achieve what you've been able to. Um, I'm really a big advocate in teaching the next generation Mm -hmm. because with surfing and skiing, you, like I said, you stay pure. Mm -hmm. And I notice that kids that get into sports, they don't get into trouble. They're happy they're healthy Mm -hmm. you have the endorphins kick in Mm -hmm. so you're really you know I'm I'm so against medicating youth yeah I'm really an advocate for a healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. I've been a health fooder my whole life and a big part of it for me is the endorphins it kicks in I'm happy all the time and people go why are you happy constantly (laughs) Well, it's because I do sports. Yeah. And I don't look my age. I don't act my age because my body's healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole spiritual package. You know, your mind, your soul, and your physical body combining all three of those. And I want to pass that to the next generation. I don't mm-hmm. want these kids to be on Prozac. Yeah. I don't want them to go that route. I want to show as many kids as I can that if you eat healthy and you do sports, you're going to live a really productive life. You're going to be happy. You're not going to need to medicate. Yeah. And that's my main reason. Great. That's the main focus. That's awesome. And I think it's really cool that you like doing that because I think 
the kids of the future, of course, need something to look forward to, and maybe that's surfing. So that brings me kind of to my next question. What is the easiest way for somebody to get into surfing if maybe they're not fully um, experienced with it yet? You know, if you can go on vacation and take some lessons, mm -hmm. but if you're stuck inland, there's wave pools all over the place. We have Big Surf here. Mm -hmm. We also have the new wave pool um, over there. What is that? There's I a think new. It's like Sunsplash or what? At Kierland. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's oh. a brand new wave pool at Kierland. Nice. So, <laughs> you know, there's no excuse yeah. not to get into it. You can be here and do it. You can pretty much go anywhere mm -hmm. and do it. There's so many wave pools. Just Google wave pools mm -hmm. in America. And I'm starting a surf school. Yeah. Um, we haven't actually named it, but it's going to be coming out. It's going to be a global adventure camp. And I'm going to be bringing in, like, Kelly Slater, yeah. Sean Thompson, a lot of really big names mm -hmm. to be teaching there. So um, you can find me uh, on my Facebook page, mm -hmm. Carolyn Marion. Or, you know, I'll put a link up on your site here. Yes, of course. And I'd really like to get everyone active into, you know, bodies in motion, stay in motion. And that's my tag phrase. Mm -hmm. Once you stop, your body shuts down and you stop. It's true. Very so true. that's a huge, important factor. And I also teach skiing professionally. Yeah. I know that's the other cool thing that Carolyn does. I know, right? She just doesn't stop. She does everything. <laughs> but Carolyn, that kind of... Um, also lets me get into kind of our next segment which is film but um, before we do that I think we should take a break really quick but um, yeah so let's take a break where the kids star junior broadcasters right here sounds good You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! 
You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and we're still here at the Scottsdale Fashion Square in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we're continuing our lovely interview with Carolyn Marion. So I think the great thing that we just got a whole segment to talk about her surfing career and how she's still active in doing that and just how it's really changed your life and how you're helping other kids reach their goals with surfing as well. And I really commend you for that. And um, I think it's really awesome that you can do that. So on the other hand, you can also do acting because you're an actress. So I want to get into that because not only do you surf, but you're also an actress. And then we're also going to get into talking about some of your skiing. So um, cool. yeah, so tell me a little bit about what it's like to be an actress. I love being an actress. Um, it's so wonderful because you can put on any different hat you can go back in time, forward in time. You can reinvent yourself. Um, it's such a great avenue for young people. I really recommend if you're serious and you want to become an actor. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise has a great link on his website. He basically is so generous and thoughtful. He put up a whole film school education on his website. That's sweet, yeah. So if you're serious about being an actor and you don't have money to go to film school, mm -hmm. go onto Tom Cruise's website and download his link, How to Become an Actor. He's got the whole everything in front of the camera, behind the camera, every step, every process, everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. That is so awesome. So. I mean, you've done so many things with acting. Can you tell me maybe about a few of your experiences? <laughs> well, when I got into film, it was really random, and I immediately fell in love with it. Um, so my first film was Neon Empire. They took me back to L.A., mm -hmm. and I got an agent, and I worked for about 15 years straight. Um, some of my favorite things, I did Baywatch, which was mm -hmm. really fun. I actually turned the lead down for Baywatch, because I was working with Jack Lemmon on a film at the time, which mm -hmm. I thought was a little more relevant. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, one of my idols and, and a great guy. So, um, but I did freelance on to Baywatch. I did a couple episodes of that. And I did the MTV video to get funding for Baywatch. Mm -hmm. And I really was known, LA is really small. Hollywood's very small. Mm -hmm. If you have a good reputation, people know it if you have a bad reputation people know it mm -hmm. and um, I really recommend going for it to anyone who's interested it's a really great avenue and, and it's the people in it are so amazing yeah um, one of my favorite films what was the question that you asked one of my favorite films yeah like one of your favorite experiences because I know you've done quite a few films so and you've had many stories to tell as well okay I think probably my favorite film was Dead Man with Johnny Depp mm -hmm. um, that was amazing we filmed that here in Arizona yeah uh, by Lake Pleasant there used to be an old western town which yeah. they now plowed and it's a subdivision mm -hmm. but um, Johnny was really wonderful to work with. Um, it was just an amazing cast. It was Jim Jarmain, who is a fantastic director. Um, my experience on that film was just incredible. Yeah. I really, you know, you become so close with everyone you work with. Mm -hmm. And you really become friends. And um, 
It's just something that you hold close to you. And my favorite thing about that is I was a villain. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have before and after shots on my Facebook. Yeah. I was all glammed up. And then they basically painted me with dirt and blacked out my teeth, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was really fun. Yeah. Um, when I was eight years old, I did a fake newspaper, and in it it said I was going to work with... Um, Oh, I'm blanking on who it was now. Mm-hmm. The actor who was in Dead Man with me. And I will think of his name in a sec. Yeah. <laughs> but I ended up playing his wife on the the movie. Yeah. Um, Dead Man. And he was a really great actor. And uh, so that was a really fun experience for me. I got to wear 1,800 clothes. Wow. I think my costume weighed 50 pounds. Wow. And I'm so glad I didn't live back then. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? That's that's really cool, though, because it's such a different take. Like you said, you got to be a villain. So that's totally just something of the opposite. Oh, it was so funny because Johnny and I did this close-up scene together. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to be being really evil and mean. And so I was focusing on the Hawaiians. I was thinking about them and pretending I was a Hawaiian that hated white people. And so I was this evil villain. And Johnny is sitting there making faces at me as we're filming. (laughs) Like sticking his tongue out, rolling his eyes, making faces. And I'm like trying not to laugh. Yeah. Um, So it's really fun. And I have this little thing I do before they say action. I usually shake everything off, mm-hmm. and I noticed Johnny copied me after we did that. He started doing it. Yeah. And so it was just a really, really fun shoot that lasted for a month. Mm-hmm. And I actually had my son working on that film, too. Oh, that's he nice. He was the baby in the shoot. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, though. So what is it like to work with some of the big names like Johnny Depp? You know, um, I was so famous and surfing at that time and Mm -hmm. Johnny was kind of on a downturn back then that I really wouldn't talk to anyone unless they surfed so it's funny but we became really good friends and when you work with whoever you're working with on that film Mm -hmm. you learn from each other Yeah, and it's funny because um, actors are so open they like they're like sponges they absorb whoever's around them mm-hmm. and you kind of take a little bit of everyone from that shoot so mm-hmm. Johnny kind of I noticed on his next film he cut his hair like mine and dyed it blonde and you know I incorporated some of his stuff yeah and the film before that was with Charlie Sheen um, I did Terminal Velocity So every person you work with, Mm -hmm. you take a little bit of something from them, and I believe they take a little something of you. Yeah. So it's like this mosh pit of of fusing together everyone's different techniques and personalities and fusing it all together and then bringing your own aspect of that to the table. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. And... I think it's pretty cool to think back on that now, and then you're able to tell all of these stories. So. It's really neat, and I think life is so short that you got to grab your dreams when you're young. Mm-hmm. And don't let anyone tell you you can't do it, because if you want to do something, it's so easy and available, and there's avenues there. Mm-hmm. You just have to, you know, look and search and pursue what you want to do. That's my main thing, telling all the young kids, go for your dreams. 
Dolan, and you know, when I was young, people would tell me, oh, you'll never do that. Yeah. You'll never do that. And the more they told me that, the more I was like, oh, yeah, watch. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. That's a huge thing. Just stay focused on your dreams and don't stop. I think the key to staying young is yeah. reinventing yourself. Um, for me, I was a pro surfer and then I became an actress. And when I started stagnating there, I became a pro skier. So reinventing yourself through different phases of your life, just keep doing it, keep doing it. Never stop. Mm-hmm. I think that's great advice. And also, you know, with others who want to get into acting, you said, you know, if you have the passion to do it, then anybody can, as long as they believe in themselves and they stay focused and get to it. So I really agree with that. But um, just talking about some of the projects that you've done, is there any type of training that goes into it, or is it basically just like an audition process and then getting into it? Most people do train pretty hardcore. I really, um, I did stuff when I was little. I did theater, and I always was theatrical and loved it. Mm-hmm. So I had that training, and I also had, um, I was in the choir, so I sing soprano. So I always had the artistic flair. But, you know, if you don't have money, don't let it stop you. Like I said, go to Tom Cruise's website, download his thing. Mm-hmm. Take a local acting class, get into local theater. Um, just really do it. And the main thing to being an actress is believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like people, I believe people can read minds subconsciously. Yes. So if you're feeling negative about yourself, people are going to see that on your aura. So if you go into an audition thinking, I am it, I am the best there's ever going to be, people subconsciously can tap into that. So always really believe in yourself be true to who you are mm-hmm. and let shine what what's special about you and be happy you know that's contagious if you're walking around smiling and giddy mm-hmm. and silly it, people will love that and be drawn to that and I think that's the most important thing is just believing in yourself and being happy that's great. And how do you think that acting can really help our generation today? Because sometimes we're interested in it, but we just don't know what it can do for us. But I think it's an amazing pathway, though. Acting is so important because you can reach so many people. Mm-hmm. And once you become an actor, you have that voice to help the world. You can go on to do any kind of work you know, whether you're helping kids in Africa, you're helping animals, you're helping the environment, it's really a good platform Mm -hmm. to make a difference. And there is so much money in the film industry with the economy struggling the way it is. It's really a smart choice to get into film because there's so much money. I mean, you figure about, you know, beginning pay Mm -hmm. is about 600 a day if you're just doing extra work. Mm-hmm. And then it goes up from there. And once you get union, it's even more. So, you know, you can make the money. To, you can help your family. You can help underprivileged kills, kids, whatever area you're interested in. You can use your money for such good things. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a really viable, really good path that a lot of people think is out of reach. And it's really not, mm-hmm. especially with the Internet now and the technology we have. Um, you can just go to Central Casting, and that's a really great 
platform to start if you're a beginning actor. Start as an extra. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. I started out as an extra, and then I got into stunt surfing, and I did bit parts, and so forth and so on. And it's really doable. Don't be discouraged. Don't think, oh, I can never do this, because you can. Mm -hmm. You just go, sign up. If you have to go to L.A. for the weekend, go sign up. Once you're in the database, you can work every day. If you want to work seven days a week, you can work seven days a week. They're so, they really are short mm -hmm. actors. You, there's a lot of people who are union who are due uh, leads. So, but when you're starting at the bottom as an extra, they're always short. And then you can get into bit parts. They're always looking for young talent. So I think if you're the youth of America, you really need to pursue it hardcore. Don't get distracted. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, float into outer space not knowing what you want. Know what you want. Write a plan. I, I always write a list of what I want to do, mm -hmm. no matter how crazy it seems. So I want to be a pro surfer. I wrote it down. And it took me three years, and I achieved that. I want to surf big waves. I wrote it down. I achieved it. I want to do film work. Write it down. Visualize it. When you write something down and you visualize it and you say it out loud, and if you focus on it, it'll happen. Yeah. Great advice. I think that people should definitely take that to heart. And the next cool thing we're going to be talking about is your skiing journey. But before that, let's take a break. We are the Kidstar Junior Broadcasters right here. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Voice America Kids, walking the fine line between clever and smart. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you met Catherine the Great? She may be a lot like you. 
She likes sports, music, having fun, and making new friends. You'll get to find out more about her when you tune in to Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Catherine's friends, Audrey and Zara, are the co-hosts of the program, and you'll get to learn more about her through them. Share, laugh, and enjoy Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Heard every we Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids, Kids channel. Just like Catherine the Grape, you are magical, colorful, and above everything else, you are loved. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, but we're here with the Kidstar Radio Network, and we are live at the Microsoft Store in Scottsdale, Arizona, also known as the Scottsdale Fashion Square. We're going to be here once a month on Saturdays, but you can also and also can be heard on voiceamericakids.com. So we're going to be continuing our segments with Carolyn, and we just got done talking about kind of like her acting aspect of her life. So we've gotten through acting, and we've gotten through surfing, but now it's time to go into skiing. So this is something that you said that you wanted to take on. You wrote it down, like you said, you visualized it, and guess what? Now it kind of worked out, right? Exactly. Well, this is funny because the year Michael Jordan decided to do a second sport, yeah, I'm so funny because I went, hey, if Michael Jordan can do it, I can too. <laughs> and I had never even put on boots since I was like four, ski boots. So I just decided I'm going to become a pro skier. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, excuse me? <laughs> what? <They're> like, <laughs> <laughs> so I moved to a ski mountain here in northern Arizona called Sunrise, mm-hmm. learned to ski, and then... I got good at it, and I decided I'm going to take it to the next level. So I went to Telluride, Colorado, Mm -hmm. which is a 14,000-foot peak, Palmyra Peak, and it's one of the big mountains in the North America. We have Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We have Telluride and a couple others. Um, But it's one of the premier big big, uh, mountain ski spots. So I practiced and I trained for 12 years straight. Wow. And I mean, we're talking Olympic status training. Like, it's yeah. not fun. It's hard. It hurts. You cry. You come in. Your feet are frozen, like, yeah. to the point where it's like frostbite. Yeah. And, you know, I really didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but I just plotted on. I plotted on. I sacrificed my personal life. I didn't date anyone for five years. Yeah. Solid. I just trained. And I was teaching professionally at the time as well. Mm-hmm. And so we would teach professionally. And I was getting my professional ski instructor of America level two. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just kept on and kept on. And all of a sudden, I could ski big mountain and do jumps and do park. <laughs> and there's so many good skiers. And I really you know, was a little older than most people starting out. Well, I was surprised that I got good and I started getting noticed. Yeah. And about a month ago, I got a call from one of the big ski um, filmmakers, Gregory Stump, and he basically invented extreme skiing. Mm-hmm. And um, I went up to Telluride and met with him, and he kind of did a little, he's promoting his new ski film, and he featured me, and I waved to the crowd, yada, yada. Yeah. And uh, that was that. I went home. Well, then about a week ago, I got a call. 
from his brother and they said well you know what we're gonna make a new ski film we're gonna strictly feature you and uh, I was like wow okay this is great so they emailed me and we're gonna be filming in Aspen wow. in Telluride nice. and in Montana in the back country that's exciting, though. And I'll congratulate you on air, too. <laughs> Thank you. And You're we're going to actually do a crossover yeah. where we're gonna, they're going to follow me for like a year, and mm -hmm. we're going to do surfing, too. Nice. So it's going to be the first ski film slash crossover surfing. Wow. That's awesome. It's good to do both then, right? <laughs> I'm so stoked. I can't wait. And we're going to do some really cool stuff. We're going to take horses into the backcountry of Montana. Mm-hmm and camp and do some really cool kind of off-the-grid stuff. Yeah, and I think, you know, talking about doing surfing and skiing, you know, do you ever find that there are some things that you learned from surfing that has now helped you in skiing? Yes, totally, and vice versa. Um, skiing is so mm -hmm. difficult and complicated. Um, I've really learned a lot of discipline surfing is more of a free spirit um, just a expression mm -hmm. of your you know yourself skiing is like so technical and difficult um, so I got a lot um, a lot more serious mm -hmm. when I became a pro skier yeah which was really neat and we did a lot of training with Olympic coaches and stuff like that so I became a lot more serious and learned a lot more about biomechanics mm -hmm. and proper body stance and a lot of the way your body works that I really didn't get with surfing um, that I learned through the, uh, the doctors that were teaching us. Yeah, exactly. And I think one other question that people sometimes look at it from a perspective is, you know, surfing back then is totally different from what surfing is now. So what are the differences that you see and what is it like now compared to back then? Surfing, uh, I believe true surfing is so spiritual. And if you really want to be a big wave surfer, it's just so deep. And it's really hard to put into words. Um, mm -hmm. When you risk your life like that, it changes you. But with surfing now, it's a lot more, uh, a lot of different moves. Yeah. They've taken it to the next level. Like, I actually in invented El Rolos. Johnny Boy Gomes said mm -hmm. he did, but we were out surfing together and I did. So I was one of the first to start getting radical and doing 360s and stuff. Yeah. And now they have aerial 360s and things like that. The equipment mm -hmm. is so much more progressive. But I think a true water person can do everything from longboarding, a uh, 12-foot coal longboard with no fin and no leash to riding, uh, you know, a tiny little shortboard with five fins. Um, a true athlete can do all of it mm -hmm. and incorporate it. And I think the surfers, that we, when we came from way back then, we've mm -hmm. gone through all the different progressions of surfing. Yeah. So we've kind of incorporated that into all our surfing now. What I really like about surfing now is that there's a bigger platform for the youth. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of opened the door for the younger generation because when I was surfing, there was no money. Yeah. I was the first girl, I think, uh, town and country, Australia. They gave me $80,000 a year. Mm -hmm. um, to, they played my plane tickets and all. they gave me a car and a housing. Mm -hmm. It's called per diem. Yeah. I was 
pretty much the first girl ever to get that. Um, now there's multi-million dollar contracts on mm -hmm. the table. Yeah. And it's a great venue for the younger generation. They can actually make a living. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad to see one thing with the economy collapse. I know Roxy just cut all its girl team writers. Yeah. Because they're having a lot of restructuring issues. So I think a lot of the girls in surfing now need to get into film work. Mm -hmm. um, to keep their careers going because a lot of the teams are getting cut. But if there's a good platform there. They can be seen. They can get agents now. Bethany Hamilton, yeah, for example, is my friend's daughter. Her mother should have been world champion. Her mother was surfing 15-foot waves nine months pregnant with Bethany. Wow. That's and crazy. nobody <laughs> even knows who she is because mm -hmm. there wasn't that platform. So, you know, going back to your question, the difference between then and now is is the internet yeah and the you know GoPro cameras where mm -hmm. you can see every drop of water as they're surfing you can feel it and it's connecting the whole world because they can feel what we're feeling and I just hope that the kids now don't get discouraged with the economy and all the teams um, collapsing they just need to take it to the next level and I really would push them to go into film work mm-hmm that's great. And, you know, looking from where you have been and you first started surfing, what is it like to look like kind of now and see that there's a new generation of girl surfers and now we're having new surf movies and things like that? Since you were like the first girl, what is your reactions to those types of, I guess, new inventions of it? I am so proud of where surfing has gone for the boys and the girls, but especially the girls. Mm -hmm. um, I just watched Blue Crush 2 the other day, and I was so moved by it. Um, Blue Crush 1 had my goddaughter, Sonoy, in it, and uh, her mother is an excellent surfer. And, you know, just to see the girls now being accepted globally mm -hmm. when we started like I said we were shunned um, we were so under the radar nobody wanted us nobody cared there were no there was no Roxy there were no girls clothing yeah. you know our bikinis wouldn't stay on they were made of string <laughs> uh -huh. and to see now the girls you know traveling the world there's a girls circuit mm -hmm. uh, they've got sponsors there, you know, Keala Kenley, she used to chase me around as a baby at Pine Trees. Mm -hmm. And now look at Keala, you know, she's a great uh, mentor for some of the younger girls. She's heading the Billabong team, which has all the young up-and-coming girls. And I just think it's wonderful. I'm so proud of the young girls. And I just, you know, really want to congratulate all of them for doing it. Because, you know, you think it's so glamorous, but it's really hard work. And people don't see you running through the airport at 2 in the morning with a board bag carrying four surfboards running yeah. for your flight. Uh -huh. They don't see, you know, you're traveling 10 months a year. People don't realize, like, you're crossing the time zone, you're staying in hotels, mm -hmm. you're, you know, it's just a lot different than people realize the sacrifice the girls make. So I give them a lot of credit, and I hope that they continue to progress and I hope they stay strong with all these budget cuts and just keep pushing the envelope. Keep going for your dreams, girls. Most definitely. Well, we're going to have one final segment with Carolyn, but let's take a break for now. We are the Kidstar Junior Broadcasters right here.
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here. And because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this form of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome, everybody. This is the Fame Game with Maddie Rose. And, of course, I'm still your host, but uh, we're going to be continuing our lovely segment with um, Carolyn. This is actually our final segment. So, of course, at the end of this, we're going to be having a featured song of the week. Of course, I won't reveal it now because i got to keep you waiting still till the end of the show. But we still have a lot to talk about. So we're still broadcasting live from the Microsoft Store at the Scottsdale Fashion Square. And remember, we're going to be here once a month on Saturdays. And you can all check us out on VoiceAmericaKids.com. So, Carolyn... I want to get back into kind of more of your surfing because I know that's the first thing that we touched on but I know you have big plans still and you're continuing to work at it so are you thinking about possibly um, doing anything more with surfing or talking about it with the Olympics? Definitely. Um, When I I first tried to get surfing into the Olympics in the 80s, the late 80s Uh and I put a proposal together 
with some of the guys that run the Pro Tour, but it was my baby, and I took it to the Olympic Committee, and they turned us down because back then yeah. there weren't enough com uh, countries mm -hmm. that surfed, mm -hmm. and they didn't have wave pools like they do now. Yes. So I have a vision to get surfing into the Olympics. Um, I'm working with some people, putting together a proposal for the Olympic Committee, I, and they did say now that there is enough countries participating, mm -hmm. and with the new technology of wave pools, it's doable and viable. So I think that's the next avenue surfing needs to get into the Olympics. It needs to become a global event. And I think the whole world, as you can agree, has embraced surfing. Mm -hmm. It used to be kind of considered a kooky kind of side thing that people were beach bums. But now, you know, flash forward 20 years, mm -hmm. it's mainstream, it's serious, it's a global entity, um, it's embraced by people of all walks of life. You can go to Africa mm -hmm. and people know what surfing is. You can go into the remote villages of the world mm -hmm. and people know what surfing is. So I really want to see surfing get into the Olympics and progress on a serious note. Um, Skiing has so much structure mm -hmm. with the professional, you know, professional ski instructors of America and the and the organizations they have and and the Olympics. And I want to see surfing go on that route. I want to see a body govern the instructors where we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. I want to have a union for surfers where we're taken care of. Um, I want to see it progress. Mm -hmm. in the same level as skiing in that avenue. Of course, I think so, because why not, right? It's possible. And like you said, it's an even greater point to bring up that, you know, so many countries are now embracing surfing that there's more support for it. So there's no reason why that wouldn't be of use. Exactly. And I was in Costa Rica um, for two years doing some work down there. Mm -hmm. And... This is the only way out for a lot of these kids. They have no way out of poverty. They're trapped. They can't get visas. The only the rich kids can get visas mm -hmm. to go to school. 99.9% um, .9 of the youth there, they still have slavery mm -hmm. in Costa Rica. And most people don't realize that. But it's, a, it's very real. And the Dutch are down there and they have slaves. Mm -hmm. And these kids have no way out. There is no opportunity. But surfing, they surf there. And they're good surfers there. Yeah. And I want to organize it. You know, I want to get all these third world countries. I want to give these kids opportunities to travel the world, to make a life, to make a future mm -hmm. for themselves. And I think that's the great thing about it, though, is that it can change their life because not many people realize that. But no matter, like like you said, what walk of life you're in or what position you are in in life, as long as everybody still has that same connection, it can make the biggest difference in the world. I so agree. When I first went to Mexico, I was the first pro surfer to do Mexico, and I went all the way down to Central America. These kids had never seen surfing. They thought I was a sea serpent mm -hmm. in some of the towns. I had to wear shorts because yeah. they thought I was naked in my bikini. Yeah. Um, and I was an ambassador. I bought surfing. I was the first one to go all the way down to Central America. And if you flash forward now, 20 years later, surfing is mainstream. They have pro events. Mm -hmm. These kids are traveling the world. It's changed Mexico. And I think we need to do that all over the world. 
I think we need to take these third world countries, fourth world countries, mm -hmm. and bring contests there and get these kids sponsored and give them avenues to see the big world mm -hmm. and to get out of their villages. And on the flip side of that, I think we also have a responsibility when we go into these countries to help the villages. I did a lot of immersion mm -hmm. and I did a lot of work with small jungle villages, bringing clean water, teaching them how to be sustainable, mm -hmm. how not to pollute. They have no idea about polluting in most of these countries. Yeah. So I think it's a win-win situation for them and we can bring some of our technology to help you know, clean the reefs, to not pollute, uh, like for example, Costa Rica, they dump all their sewage into the rivers. Mm -hmm. They don't understand the long-term effects. So I worked with a lot of small villages teaching them how not to do that. And I mm -hmm. think it's, it's a good way of embracing culturally, give the good stuff from our culture to them and take the good stuff from their culture to us. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's a good point that we were bringing up, like how surfing has been embraced and things like that. So it's kind of just that comparison from then to now. And with that same type of mindset, um, what is the popularity of surfing? Like, where is it most popular now compared to then? You know, oh my gosh, surfing was such a, a, a small portion of the people when I was growing up and it was just you know there were maybe a handful of us in Hawaii and we mm -hmm. kind of clung together and you know when I first went to Hawaii no one even talked to the Hawaiians it was taboo you didn't do it mm -hmm. I was the first girl to reach out to the Hawaiians and to embrace them and be friends with them and it was really frowned upon mm -hmm. you did not mix the whites stayed to themselves and the Hawaiians stayed to themselves I didn't believe in that um, and now if you look Fast forward 20 years, there's so many pro-Hawaiian surfers. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great. And I think the main thing is just to keep moving forward. I, You know, it's so popular because people can see the joy that it brings. Mm -hmm. People can feel the love that comes out of, you know, when you come out of the water, all your problems are washed away. Same mm -hmm. with skiing. When you're up on the mountain... You don't think about bills or stress or anything, and that's mm -hmm. so important, especially with the way the economy is now. Yes. I think it's more important than ever mm -hmm. to get everyone active in some kind of sport that they love, whether it's soccer or surfing or baseball or skiing. The, the main thing with surfing is you're risking your life every mm -hmm. time you go in the water, so you're, cl you're karmically cleaning your past history of your karma mm -hmm. and I really believe that so every time you go in you're purified mm -hmm. and that's why it is so popular because people come out and you're like you're reborn yeah so what would you say your scariest moment would be in the water since you said you know sometimes you are putting your well you are all the time putting your life on the line do you think it was that shark or do you think it was something else? I've had, in fact, I had a publicist and they, they sat me next to the king of Belgium and they told me what shark stories to tell. And I have seen so many sharks and things really? like that. And you would think the sharks are the scariest, but they're not. 
Um, I had a crocodile in Costa Rica. Oh, okay. That was in the water all summer. Yeah. And there was a bull shark that was stalking me for a couple weeks. They're mm-hmm. really smart and they'll stalk you before they attack. Wow. <laughs> and one day the bull shark kind of was following me, and the next thing I saw out of the corner of my eye, a cream flash. And the croc caught the bull shark and was spinning with it. Wow. And it, if I would have had my camera, it would have been photo of the year for National Geographic. It was, you know, 10 feet away from me. And then when I realized what I was seeing, it was about a 15-foot croc with about a 20-foot shark. Yeah. And when I realized it was rolling, I thought, I better get out of here. <laughs> that was a very surreal moment. Uh, I think the, one of the other scariest things was I was in Australia and you know those deadly sea snakes that are blue with the orange stripes? Yeah. One bite and you immediately die. Mm-hmm. I was uh, surfing by myself at Lennox Head, Australia, and a whole school of these um, snakes went under my oh board. Oh my gosh. And they were migrating, I guess, because there were thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Oh my gosh. And I didn't move. They were under, just going under my board long sea snakes but thousands of as far as the eye could see it was sea snakes oh my gosh i couldn't handle that i have a strong disliking towards snakes and if i ever saw that i totally (laughs) did not even breathe or move i was laying on my board and it took them about 20 minutes to a half an hour to migrate under me oh my god and as far as i could see in both directions i didn't move at all because they would have been on me yeah there were sea snakes just millions and millions and then I've seen thousands of sharks yeah I believe when the sharks see you surfing big waves they leave you alone Mm -hmm. I've seen makos tigers great whites bulls um, all of them Mm -hmm. but I feel akin to them because it's nature and Terry Chun once told me whenever you paddle out there's a shark under you and just realize it's their home and you're sharing with them yeah so I always keep that mantra (laughs) in my head and I realize we're just a big family Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Carolyn. It was so great to meet you and talk to you about all of your experiences. And um, I think that you're going to do very well in skiing, of course. But thanks again. Thank you so much, Maddie. And it was such a pleasure. And I really am so excited that I got to come and be on your radio show. Um, I'm really excited to be on the Fame Game and Kids Network America. I think it's a great platform that you guys are doing. And Kids Star Radio Corporation, I give a lot of props to. And I really want you guys all to start tuning in religiously to these guys. They have a great mentoring program, and it's a fantastic platform. Yeah, well, thanks so much, Carolyn. So, Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 